Peyton Pritchard's minutes might not be what we thought they'd be. Plus, Sam Cassell's role in getting Jason Tatum and Paul Pierce to work out. And should we be worried about Malcolm Brogdon's relationship with the Celtics? It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Green and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network where it is your team every day and I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you subscribe so make sure you're smashing that subscribe button. Also on YouTube, get into that comment section, let me know what you think about what I'm saying, am I right, am I wrong, or general compliments are appreciated. I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long, long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And today we've got a few things cooking in the hopper here. Uh, later on, we'll talk about the Malcolm Brogdon situation, which is kind of floating around. It's not anything big, I don't think, yet, but it's out there. We'll talk about that. In the second segment, we'll talk about Sam Cassell and his role in getting Paul Pierce and Jason Tatum working out. Uh, some interesting comments there. And we'll start with... More of the minutes discussion that we're having yesterday with Jay King, just a little bit kind of finishing that off because I don't think we got to the very, very end of that conversation. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So we're talking yesterday, Jay King and I, about some of the bigger picture minute stuff. Then I went out to Boston Sports Journal and, and kind of got a little bit deeper into the breakdown. So really, we start with 240 minutes, right? It's 48-minute game, five players per, per team, five players on the team. They play 48 minutes. There's 240 minutes at the end of the game. You total up everybody's minutes as long as it stays in regulation. You get yourself... 240 minutes. So we talked about Tatum and Brown and White and Porzingis and Williams and Horford and Brogdon. And theoretically, even if we keep them conservative. So I worked with a number on Boston Sports Journal where we're able to keep Tatum and Brown to 34 and a half and White at 32, Porzingis at 30, Williams at, at 28, Horford at 28, Brogdon at 26. Those are pretty good numbers all the way around. Everybody's kind of preserved with those numbers. There's 27 minutes left after all of those numbers. It's a seven-man rotation so far. And with all of those guys getting fairly low minutes in this assumption, because I'm betting maybe all or most of these guys average more per game than this, but I'm being conservative with the numbers for a, a reason, to make a point. That after all of that, there's 27 minutes left per game to hand out to Peyton Pritchard, Luke Cornett, O'Shea Brissett, Shvi Mikhailuk, and that you know Delano Banton. If he makes the team, there are there are guys out there on the roster 
that are competing for 27 minutes. That's one good role player can get you almost all of those 27 minutes. Oh, I, Sam Hauser. I didn't, did I mention Sam Hauser? I didn't mention Sam Hauser. Those are Sam Hauser getting 15 minutes a game is completely plausible. O'Shea Brissett, you didn't sign him to do nothing. Signing, getting him to play 15 minutes a game. He's probably expecting more. He's probably expecting something in the 20s. Where does Peyton Pritchard fit in this? We have spent the summer saying, hey, this Peyton Pritchard's going to have a role. And he will have a role in the games where Malcolm Brogdon doesn't play. 67, he played 67 games last year. So uh, that gives, that's 15 games right there that Pritchard might play a bunch or start or, or you know, not start, but play a bunch. Uh, if any one of the other guys goes down, Tatum, Brown, if they take a night off, even one of the bigs, maybe you slide White over or Brogdon over a little bit more and, and Pritchard picks up some of the slack of one of the guys who isn't playing. But this notion that Pritchard, uh, just because Marcus Smart is gone, that Pritchard just slides on in and he gets himself 15 minutes a night. That's not a guarantee, 20 minutes a night. No, it's not guaranteed. Maybe he will. I'm not saying he won't. But when you look at these numbers, we know all of these guys are going to play. There's seven players here. Five of them will start. Two of them will come off the bench. And then you need, as a you know contending team or just in the regular season, you need a nine to ten man rotation. So even if you keep it at nine, two guys of Pritchard, Hauser, Brissett, Mikhailuk, Cornette, five guys in that mix, two of them are competing for those minutes. It could be a case-by-case basis. It could be Hauser gets gets a good, you know, gets in and is shooting well, and, hey, Hauser gets a big chunk of the minutes. Maybe you can keep Tatum and Brown down to 32 minutes if Hauser and Brissett are just, just are on, are playing well. If Mikhailuk is playing well and hitting shots, maybe you just say, hey, let's keep Tatum on the bench an extra minute or two let these guys roll a little bit. Let's let's lean on our depth. Totally fine to do that. But I'm challenging the notion that Pritchard is just guaranteed minutes. They played smart uh, White and Malcolm Brogdon all last year, three-point guard rotation, because they had to, because all three of those guys deserve a lot of minutes you're not necessarily in that position. In fact, now you've got one extra big who deserves a lot of minutes in Porzingis. So you have to play those three bigs and you don't have to play three guards. There will be some overlap, but Malcolm Brogdon will play back. He'll be the backup point guard. We'll play some with Derek white together, but it's, it, it very easily could be a straight Derek White's in, Brogdon is out. Brogdon comes in, Derek White is out. I would expect, you know, anticipate some overlap where they play together. Makes sense. White is very good on and off the ball. But Jason Tatum is going to handle the ball. Jason Tatum is going to initiate a ton of the offense this year. So even if 
you're going with, hey, let's take Derek White off the ball. Then Tatum is going to come in and initiate the offense. Remember, one of the reasons why Marcus Smart was expendable to the Celtics is that the Celtics don't run a traditional point guard offense. They don't run an offense where the point guard sets them up and all the guys are working off the ball while a point guard sets everybody up. That's not what they do. Somebody starts the offense and then it's hunting for mismatches or working driving kicks and trying to get shooters. And Peyton Pritchard can certainly shoot, so he'll have his opportunity for sure. But I don't know that he's actually going to get all of the minutes, all of the opportunity that people sort of expect because the dynamic is different. Playing three point guards is not necessarily Boston's strength. It's it's playing three bigs and finding all the minutes, all the, all the ways that uh, Rob and Al and Porzingis can play together and finding that wing depth to get Tatum and Brown, you know, who, you know, which of Hauser and Brissett and Shree McHyluck are going to uh, help keep the Tatum and Brown minutes down. So just something to chew on, something to chew on when you start breaking down the minutes. When, when you're at 240 minutes to distribute throughout the game, those start to disappear quickly. And they'll disappear more quickly when Tatum and Brown start playing more and if White plays more than 32 and if Rob can get into the 30s, if Rob can get up to 30 minutes a game, that changes everything changes the dynamic a bit. So even if it's not Pritchard, somebody in this mix, Pritchard, Hauser, Brissett, Mikhailuk, they all have to anticipate DNPs. Those guys are all going to get DNPs at some point this season. So they all have to, uh, unless Brissett, you know, makes himself completely invaluable as part of the bench rotation and he becomes the eighth part, eighth person in that rotation, then he, he can take a bulk of those minutes. 27 minutes is not a lot. And a lot of people are competing for them. Just keep that in mind as we start to get towards the season. So Jason Tatum has been spending a lot of time working out with Paul Pierce. It's something that we love to see. Sam Cassell played a role in that, and we'll figure out what that was next. First, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical gives you the Jace case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All you got to do is fill out a simple form. In some cases, you might just jump on a quick call with a board-certified physician. Uh, You can get ongoing care from the physicians, get treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended, right? What you get is a case of five life-saving antibiotics that you can use in a pinch. You're, You're being prepared to protect yourself, to protect your family. Because you never know what situation you're going to be in where you get cut, something happens, and it's it goes worse than you think. And if you're not near a doctor or if a doctor isn't available and you're not near some kind of urgent care or anything like that, you kind of have to take it upon yourself. Getting a Jace case is going to be a way that you can protect yourself, right? We know weather has been wild. 
People are outside in flooded, they're in flooded basements, they're in flooded yards. Uh, you just, you never know uh, what kind of extreme circumstance you're going to be in where a Jace case with their five life-saving antibiotics can come in handy. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus you get an additional $20 off using the code locked on at checkout. Go to jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. It's very simple. You want to protect yourself. You want to protect your family. You want to be prepared in case of a worst case scenario. The deal is pretty good. You get an additional $20 off using locked on at Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to Locked On NBA. I hosted it. I had Tony East from the Locked On Pacers podcast. We talked a little Brogdon. We talked about what ifs with uh, uh, James Harden. <laughs> I almost forgot. Forgetting names. Uh, Damian Lillard. What if those guys aren't getting traded? Don't get traded. We talked about those on the Locked On NBA podcast. So go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Back to this podcast. Tatum and Pierce worked out a bunch and Paul Pierce on his uh, podcast with Kevin Garnett, which is always fun. Talked about that. Talked about Sam Cassell. Immediately Sam Cassell is making an impact. Sam played with Pierce, um, was uh, around Pierce uh, with the LA Clippers. Uh, he obviously knows Paul now he's here in Boston coaching Jason Tatum. I think, and, and what, what Pierce said was, I went, quote, I went with Sam to watch his workout. So Sam kind of uh, started it uh, with that whole thing, me and him. I'm just here for support, and it's getting me back in shape, which I can, I can appreciate, man. Uh, get yourself back in shape. Uh, if, if anybody wants to set me up with, uh, any of the Celtics to get myself back in shape. I'm willing to take that. Um, just putting it out there. Uh, I'm sure the people who uh, know me are going to say, uh, we're not putting in that much work for you, buddy. So it's a lot of work, frankly, but good for Pierce. Good for Tatum. Good for Sam Cassell. And I don't think Sam Cassell did this for no reason. Right. I don't think he brought Paul Pierce to Jason Tatum just on a whim, just to say, hey, Paul, you want to have some fun? Let's go watch Jason Tatum work out. No, no way. That's that's a calculated move. That's Sam Cassell saying, I got to get Tatum in the lab with his closest comp in Celtics history. That Tatum is a Paul Pierce type. They don't have exactly the same game, but that's the closest that you're going to find. And it's a very, a very recent NBA player, a guy who understands the, the money and the fame and the, you know, what Boston needs. And Pierce has been around, obviously it's not like he and Tatum have never talked, but getting them in a workout situation, getting them together in the gym, that's a stroke of genius. And kudos to Sam Cassell for, finding that that opportunity to get them together and to get Tatum with a guy who Pierce Pierce went a long time a long time 
before getting his title. And I think part of the conversation between Pierce and Tatum privately has to be, Hey man, appreciate this opportunity. You're, you're one of the lucky ones for all of our consternation for all of our, you know, worrying and, uh, just being upset about they've had all of these opportunities and they haven't cashed in on any of these opportunities for all of that. We really have to understand how fortunate a guy like Tatum is to consistently go to the conference finals and get an NBA finals trip throughout these formative years of his career. I'm sure Pierce is looking at him like, you do you understand how lucky you are? Do you understand how amazing it is to at your age to just walk into success? Look around the league, man. Look at how many stars are dying to get into a situation. My Locked On NBA podcast is all about Damian Lillard and James Harden and you know Lillard especially. Lillard was was loyal to a fault. And now it's getting ugly because he's like, "Oh crap. I'm I'm almost out of time. I got to find myself a ring. I got to find myself a championship situation." And you don't want Tatum to take anything for granted or to not appreciate this. And I don't think he does. But man, getting in there with Paul Pierce and having Pierce in your ear saying, "Do you understand?" Do you understand, first of all, how good you have it? And secondly, do you understand what kind of legend you will be when you win a championship in Boston? And if you bring more than one, God-level, God-level status. You bring multiple championships to Boston, you you talk about uh, Tatum on Mount Rushmore. You get, you get chiseled into that Mount Rushmore very quickly. And it'd be very difficult to get him off that thing, right? Because Mount Rushmore right now is Bill Russell, Larry Bird, and John Havlicek. And I think the fourth one is between, if you want to go old school, Bob Cousy uh, or Paul Pierce or Sam Jones. <laughs> I'm always going to make the case for Sam Jones. But Kuzi was the league's first true kind of like showman superstar. Pierce is the best scorer, one of the best scorers the, the team has ever seen. And so to have Tatum, like Tatum can overtake those guys. But to have Pierce in Tatum's ear, have Sam Cassell initiate that, it's all part of the mentality. Tony Allen had a, a, a good element to, to that about Paul Pierce saying, what does Pierce need? He says that seek and destroy mentality. He says, I ain't saying Tatum don't got it, but Pierce working out with him. I think that's good insight for Tony Allen to bring up seek and destroy mentality. And I know he caught himself and said, you know, I'm not, I ain't saying Tatum don't got it, but I think Everybody understands that there's another level 
I think there are multiple. I think there's two more levels for him to get to. You know, there's another scoring level for sure for him to get to. He can get to, as I made the case last week, he can get to 34 points per game easy. He averaged 30. You just bump up that three-point percentage a little bit. You take a couple of those three-point attempts away. You get a little bit more efficient from three. You add one more layup, and you add one more free throw. That's it. That's it. You get yourself to 34 points in a hurry without much change to anything in this game. So there's definitely a scoring level that he can reach, and there's definitely a mentality level that he can reach. I know that he's there. I know that he can do it. There's much more that Tatum can do. There's This is not the fully realized Jason Tatum. But I think Sam Cassell, getting him and Pierce together is a brilliant move and something that could really pay off. The Sam Cassell hiring already paying dividends. He hasn't coached a minute on the sidelines with Joe Mazzula. I want to see if Sam Cassell can help the Malcolm Brogdon situation. The Malcolm Brogdon situation, again, has been floating around. We'll discuss that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Our friends at FanDuel are the number one sports book in America. And you know what? It's NFL time. It's football time. And there's nothing like betting on football. People love to bet on football. Sundays are made for betting. You get Patriots game on one TV, and you or you can go sit at a sports bar and have all the games on all the TVs. And you can sit there on your, on your FanDuel app and just kind of be like, oh, no problem. I will bet on this prop. I will bet on, oh, uh, let's... Let's see, uh, you know, Mac Jones TDs. Let's see, you know, Ezekiel Elliott uh, yards over under. You know, you can bet on all of that stuff. If you're a new customer, all you got to do is put down five bucks. You get 200 in bonus bets. So that's a hell of a deal. That if you're if you weren't if you weren't sure about getting in on FanDuel and you want to bet a few bucks, all you got to do is bet five. You get 200 bonus bet in bonus bets, win or lose, doesn't matter. Just got to make the bet. So you've been thinking about it. Do it now. The app, incredibly easy to use. FanDuel.com slash locked on is the, the website. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Just ask you if you're going to do it. Please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Would love to have you here. Every one of those days, become an everydayer. Take me with you to work or getting ready for work or to school. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're getting this show directly to your device five days a week. Watch the show on YouTube. Would love, love to have you here. I love the comment section, people getting in there. I love it when threads pop up and people are responding to one another. You can make the Locked On Celtics YouTube page part of your community, uh, a place where Celtics fans can get together and talk about things. So please hop on in. Uh, let's continue this. Let's wrap up with our final segment about Malcolm Brogdon. I talked about this about the on the Lockdown NBA podcast. I figure I want to add to it a little bit here. You can go listen to the Lockdown NBA and, and kind of get that take there. Um, kind of works in association with, with this one. But basically, Gary Washburn said recently, he was on a podcast, and he, he said he's concerned. 
he's concerned about Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, last we heard, he was upset. Um, we know that. We talked to Joe Missoula. All of us um, were at the Jalen Brown contract signing. Uh, he, Joe Missoula, was there to support Jalen uh, Brown. And Missoula talked. And he basically said, in not so many words, he, paraphrasing, that, yeah, they're – they're, you have, they're going to have to work on that relationship with Malcolm Brogdon. And we haven't heard from Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, Brogdon, Brogdon spends a lot of time uh, in Africa in his off seasons. He's not exactly very visible. He's not a big Instagram. Uh, he's, I don't think he's a big social media guy. Uh, he's, he's working on charitable endeavors uh, in Africa, which is very important to him. And that's great. Um, so we don't know. We don't know how upset he might be. There is the potential, and and Chris, and Chris Mannix uh, said uh, on on Sports Illustrated, uh, answering a Q and A, Q&A, said there have been rumblings for months that Brogdon wasn't happy with the near trade. Uh, Washburn Washburn even suggested that Brogdon could have decided against surgery as a form of protest, and that's something to to worry. It's like the old Scotty Pippen move. Did he decide against surgery? And then will he get surgery in, in the preseason to miss time? And, you know, it's, I don't want to like, this is pure speculation. I'm not saying he's going to do it. I'm not saying he will or won't, but I'm saying it's possible. Again, it's the Scotty Pippen move. It's the, I'm pissed at you. Uh, watch me kind of screw you now by, Coming back, going through the preseason, saying, oh, you know what? The elbow's not right. I am going to need surgery. I'm going to miss four months, and that's going to take me past the all-star break, past the trade deadline, and put the Celtics in a bad position. If he does that, then we know he's been pissed. Uh, I don't think that's where it's going to go. I don't think the surgery protest thing, I don't think that's where we are. I'd like to think that Brogdon isn't of that mindset. I'd like to think that Brogdon understands. And it, it's tough because Malcolm chose Boston. He was presented by the Indiana Pacers a, a few scenarios, and he said, I chose Boston. And the tough part here is the Celtics didn't want to trade him. The Celtics didn't want to make a move and you know say, hey, Malcolm's, Malcolm's out. Uh, now they, they probably saw an opportunity to get Kristaps Porzingis and make a tough decision, but I think part of the reason why the Celtics are, were willing to make this trade is the $22 million in the second apron of the new collective bargaining agreement. And I think that's part of the problem, the collective bargaining agreement this season and going into next season is going to be especially restrictive. Once you get to July one, teams over the apron are screwed. They can, it's going to be hard for them to make deals. Um, and as Tony East suggested on Lockdown NBA, that's going to make the postseason pre-July first stretch while they're still under the old calendar year extraordinarily interesting and possibly very busy as teams try to make their flurry of deals before the real all of the second apron rules kick in. But Brogdon, this is very likely his last year 
in Boston regardless because that $22 million is a big chunk and it needs to go for the Celtics to stay under the um, second apron. They don't want to operate above the second apron next year, and it's going to be extraordinarily difficult. The window is very, 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 very uh, small here for Boston to operate as an expensive team before they have to make some even tougher decisions. So Brogdon is, he has to know he's a very astute young man and he has to know they tried to train me. Now the, the CBA is what it is. You were part of the, the crew that helped negotiate it. Brogdon. This is an opportunity. This is, this is where the Celtics are, right? This is, this is their lot in life. And you have to understand that this is it. This is this is probably your final year because the contract gets too expensive and the second apron comes into play. How is that going to impact his relationship in Boston? How is that going to impact his attitude? I mean, Brogdon is a pro. He is a pro. He is he is a you know pretty astute guy and he knows that he has to play well so he can continue on and get a, get another big contract all that stuff so i don't think he's going to sabotage anything i don't think we're in that i don't think he's the type of player to do it but i also am not going to like crap all over the speculation because he is pissed Joe Mazzulla could have said anything that day, and he acknowledged straight up, "Yeah, that this is going to take some. It's going to take some work." So, hopefully, that work has been accomplished. Sam Cassell could be a very important voice in Malcolm Brogdon's ear. He could be a very important person here in helping um, assuage. Brogdon's anger and, you know, hurt feelings and, and get him back to wherever he needs to be. It's also entirely possible. Brogdon walks in and is like, yeah, I was pissed, but I'm fine now. And end of story. That's it. Media day is in a week and a half and he's going to sit there and we're going to ask him directly. And he could simply say, I was pissed. I think anybody in there, you know, anybody rightly would be, but it is what it is. The business is what it is. And in the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm here, I'm part of the Boston Celtics and my goal is to win a championship. That's it. That could be the very, and if I'm going to put odds on anything, that's where I'm putting my money. If I'm opening up the FanDuel app, that's where I'm putting my money. So I'm not sitting here saying all of this as a, oh my God, I'm so afraid. But I'm also saying we can't be dismissive of this kind of talk. This is generally I am dismissive of of some of this kind of you know talk of this ilk, but this this one is legit. This one is legit. So we'll see. We'll see. Thank you so much for being part of the show here. Thank you. I really do appreciate you tuning in. We're back to the daily grind. So there's a lot here shows Monday through Friday. Uh, and 
media day when media day is here, that's going to be a fun podcast. I'll have some of the things that the guy said, I'll probably get into one of the Brogdon, you know, Brogdon's going to be one of the, the big stories. So I'll probably play his actual quote when he, you know, answers that question for you here. So make sure you are subscribed, subscribe to the show on YouTube, ring the bell, get notified when I drop a new video. And I would love it if you every dares share the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody at work, tell everybody at school, hey, you want to listen to some cool Celtics talk? You should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.